Hello, friends. Welcome back to the game room. It's Nathan, and I'm here with Kim. And it's actually a rainy Wednesday night here in the yeah. great state of Texas as we are getting very close to some big thunderstorms coming. But uh, in all uh, in all of its glory, the state is about to show us what it's all about with these storms. But the good news is the Rangers are going to the World Series, which is a big deal. Okay. Though I cannot watch it because I am superstitious. Oh, Yes. You've never said that before. I am. It, whenever I watch or get invested, uh, they lose. Oh. So I have to be. Well. So I have to follow from afar. But anyway. Okay. That's not why we're here tonight. We're not here to talk about the Rangers. We're here because the kids are out of the house. Right. We're hanging out. We're it's just time to you. do like a diary of sorts for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's been a while. We have been. Yeah crazy busy um, yeah start of school it happens well it's even more than the start of school it's yeah. been like the last month has been kind of nuts yeah every all in all aspects your job my job church yeah the, everything yeah yeah so it's it's definitely been busy we're we're glad hopefully we'll be a little more consistent we're actually uh celebrating yeah. our 19th anniversary next week that's true that yeah. is almost 20 years and we yeah. are going on a nice little vacation so Yes, I'm very excited about that. It'll be cool. And so we'll try to do one next week, maybe do something fun, and then we'll yeah. head out. And then I'm gone for another week because uh, yeah. I am going back on our staff retreat to the exact same place, not the same house, but the same place we're going for our anniversary. So mm -hmm. um, I get it's not fair to you. That the I house get. we're staying at would be super small. Yes, it would. <laughs> but it's a really pretty house. So all that to say, we're back and we decided we should get into it again tonight. And, mm -hmm. and interestingly enough, the conversation tonight uh, kicks off with a dream you had last night, Kim. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That was such a crazy dream. It was all over the place. Like, I thought, okay, so as we're sitting here getting ready to start, I said, yeah. what a perfect start segue is true. that this dream you had, um, <clears throat> yeah. which apparently really bothered you. Well, I mean, okay, so I almost never dream. Right. Yeah. And lately, my dreams have been very, very vivid and mm -hmm. very long. Do you think it's the drinking of water? <laughs> like I literally haven't had a glass of wine in probably three months. <laughs> I know. <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> it's been a while. I'm just kidding. Um. No, I had a dream about when. Well, it was an addition to when you got. Uh, let go, let go from yeah. the church and another. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and if you've not heard that story, go back and listen to our history. It's in a, some of the early episodes we talk about that. But yeah. you had a dream. I did. And in this dream, as you told me, <laughs> I went back and took a job. You went back to the church. That, you that took I was, a <laughs> job there as an assistant to your old job. Oh, so I would have been not even like the, the director. Like no. I was the assistant. Yes. Yes, and you're like, I don't know, maybe they've changed. And I was like, well, go try and see. And you got temporary housing, and yeah, you know, you you did. There's a whole thing with the temporary housing. Yeah. In my dream, I found original Barbie doll toys. You did, yeah. Apparently um, that I apparently I rented us an eight bedroom house yeah. for the four of us, and then invited my brother to, and his kids to come live there. But they were little. But so they were little. They so went back in time, but the rest of us didn't. We're all the same age, but yeah. in that, the owner of the house we were renting from had a bunch of boxes in the basement, and they yeah. were full of vintage Barbie dolls. Uh huh. And uh, toy, yeah. And I toys. Mean, so, yeah. you know, 
I lost my job after what two weeks in the dream? Three weeks. Three yeah. weeks. Because you posted something on Instagram that they had special hired out to do a background check on you for. Oh, that's right. They, yeah. they cruised my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can tell you right now, my Instagram is incredibly boring. Yeah. There's not a whole lot. They on didn't there. think so. They didn't think so. But <laughs> the things that I got fired in your dream for are not on my Instagram. So. Right. Right. And it wasn't anything I thought bad, but yeah. they decided that you posted a picture that was not appropriate. And you lost your job again. And I was like, I told you. And also part of the story was that you had bought like thousands of dollars of furniture that I didn't (laughs) understand. You were trying to decorate. That was the part when you go, I had a nightmare (laughs) last night and you tell me everything. And then you go, and you bought everything to decorate the house. And I went, ah, there's the nightmare. (laughs) No, it's not that you have bad taste. It's that you tried to do it on the cheap at one Goodwill store. Well, that's how I do things. So you bought, (laughs) you bought pictures like, like. Four foot by four foot pictures in bulk. Just like random pictures, like nothing, nothing. It was like 30 of them leaned up against the wall. That's amazing, and I love it. Okay. Yeah. So, well, all that to say, this was a good dream. It was It was vibrant. It was very vivid and vibrant, yeah. uh-huh. and, and surprisingly, it's one of those dreams that you didn't wake up mad at me in the morning. No, those it have was happened too for bizarre. both of us. Yeah, yeah it was too bizarre Too to crazy. Me. But that does lead us to the subject matter we had actually originally landed on, yeah. and that was... Um, your experience, obviously we can talk about it now because right. it's so far behind, but your right. experience from that departure up north, uh, you, you know, obviously you're going to have a different, a different experience than I would from your perspective, because yeah. for me being the staff member, um, <laughs> you know, you're told this and you deal with it and then you kind of break, but, but for you, given yeah. everything that had happened, um, you know, it, you definitely, like I said, you have a it's different viewpoint. You had yep. a different experience, different <laughs> yeah. things happen to you. Yeah. And you've been prowling around on a lot of pastor's wives, <laughs> Facebooks lately. Yep. And interestingly enough, yesterday, and mm-hmm. I think this is why you dreamed it. Yeah. You had a woman on one of the Facebook groups say, hey, my husband's youth pastor just got fired. Yep. What, what what do I do? Yep. So you were able to speak into that. But yep. that's kind of what we're talking about is yeah. just the pastor's wife experience. Yeah. And I don't really have a question, you know, mm-hmm. I'll ask questions based off where you want to go. But right. Right, um, right. I'm going to, you know, tonight I'm giving it over to you. Six minutes okay. in, I'm giving the mic to Kim. Here we go. Okay. So uh, if you'll recall in past podcasts, we talked about how Nathan was released of his duties from a church uh, not within his control. So he comes home. He tells me he's been let go. We both don't understand, but that's not for us to understand. It's for us to take next steps. So we did. And I flew people in to help me get the house prepared because I couldn't tell anybody we were told in strict confidence that we could not let people know that you were let go or they would withhold any financial means they'd offered us. Um, There was a small severance package, very small, um, that was offered. If as long as he stayed on staff and through December, which is when that severance package ended and he had to not say anything until they directed us to do so, which meant essentially I had to stay at home and not tell anyone anything. So I stayed home for two weeks, prepped the house, um, got the house on the market, listed it, sold it within the same day, essentially, uh, or had it under contract. 
And they wanted to close in three weeks. So there was a lot of saying goodbyes that I was still left to have to process. Um, I am very aware of how pastoral... So we can talk a little bit about how the pastoral wife slash husband relationship works. Yeah, I think there's a little bit to that that you've grown into in understanding. um, Because it's a weird little thing is the pastor's wife, as much as she is not the employee. Right. She is not, in some cases, in most cases, some cases, yes. But you're not a person who works side by side with me every day on on site at the church. But you are definitely a part of this world. Yeah. And there are expectations, right or wrong, put on you and perceptions, right or wrong, that are put on you. And those expectations and perceptions um, at times can or cannot come from either staff or people who attend or come into the church. Yeah, right? it's it's a uh, it's just you know in, in some ways it's not fair to you and others other pastors wives because yeah. you don't really I don't want to say you don't have control over it. Right. But it's not what necessarily what you asked for though you may have signed up for the life. Yeah, yeah. I mean there's there's just a lot that comes with it. I assume it's a lot like maybe being Something like a, a doctor's wife in a small town where mm. you don't sign up to hear about every foot infection or whatever, but it you're going to hear about it because people are going to tell you whether you want to hear or not. Yeah, yeah. So it's important to understand that Nathan and I are pretty transparent when it comes to church things, but we he respects the um, sacredness of keeping things quiet to himself that need to be Mm -hmm. and we will strategize or try to uh, like problem solve if if there's a way i can help with something um or if he just needs to get something off of his chest but otherwise i am not staff i don't get paid i don't get like benefits given to me directly Mm -hmm. that that's not how the traditional pastor's wife works but at the same time at the same time Mm -hmm. your influence is felt and people's idea of what your role is right varies from person to person right and it that's why i say it's hard when somebody comes like you are at the whim of who walks in the church because some people at some churches some pastor's wives are treated as staff even though they are not yeah and some pastor's wives are staff Mm -hmm. and so it's there's such a varying degree of it you have to learn how to talk. Pro- there are certain words I can and can't use because it confuses people. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it's tricky, the verbiage. But all that to be said, pastors' wives and their husbands um, typically talk a lot. I mean, it's a lot of church verbiage and they're open about that. Okay. Yeah. So we're at the point where the house is under contract Mm -hmm. we've got like two and a half weeks to leave the state because we we can't stay there there's no job and we've got to get child care reasonably and we need to to get jobs so i'm gonna backtrack a little bit now that i've said this so just picture me sitting waiting to move i i'm not going to church i'm not talking to anybody for the past two years as need or as time allowed the pastor's wives have been gathering together so we would gather i'd say once a quarter 
maybe every semester, like if there are three semesters. And we would have lunch and there would be a general topic. Maybe it would be kids or it might be prayer time or whatever we were feeling for that time. And it would be a nice, very casual time of encouragement and just, you know, what's your frustration right now? Not with the church specifically, but, you know, how can we help you as a pastor's wife? And we all listen to each other. And it was really great. I really enjoyed it. And I really think if you don't do that with your with your staff wives, I'm just going to say staff because pastor is yeah, yeah. whatever, um, that you're missing out. Mm-hmm. So it's a good fellowship time. So I've met with these people six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I've mm-hmm. had Thanksgiving with some of these people in their homes. Easter, yeah. Oh, Easter. Easter, Easter. Yes, that's yeah. right, Easter. We, yeah. Um, and have spent some pretty intimate moments with them. Yeah. So I made the assumption that those pastors' wives, and this, I, you could say the assumption was poor on my part, but those pastors' wives were talking to their husband and knew I was leaving. Hmm. So three weeks passes and I now have two weeks hmm. and one, well, there, I had, I'm going to say I had a, a like handful of people that came by yeah. that found out through the grapevine that we were leaving. Mm-hmm. So mind you, it has not been announced to the church. Well, and, and there was a, in, in between there, there was yeah. a request by me that I would be able to tell some of the people who were closest to our yeah. family before it went out to the church. We had like, I needed people to talk in our neighborhood. We had people in the family. I mean, at this point, I guess they assumed that my family didn't even know. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? It it doesn't matter. So two weeks till we were supposed to leave the state, I got a knock on the door, and it Mm. was probably one of the sweetest and most generous women I've ever known. She was not on staff. She was not a pastor's wife. Mm -hmm. But she sat with me in my living room and mourned the loss of that church for my family. Mm. Because remember, we're not just losing a job. We're losing our friendships, we're losing where we grow as people, we're losing where we grow with Jesus as far as church goes. And I think that's important for people to understand. You're not exaggerating this, you know, because you can sit there and say, oh, you'll always have your friends. You know what? We do have friends from there. Yeah. We do. We still do. However, we have a lot of people, as you're going to share, who the minute that those things either found out or were told, we were cut off socially. Yeah. So to this point, I have not told anyone except my neighbor who was like, what in the world are you doing selling your home? And mm. I had to tell her. And to be fair, she was not happy. No, she was not. <laughs> and she was one of the best parts of being up there. Yeah. But I had to tell her. And one of my other best friends, I couldn't tell because she went to our church and it was a whole thing. So, but this lady... Found out through the grapevine because she had some inside information and came over and wept with me. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing it was one of the last times I would ever see her. That was really tough. Um, one week till we are going. Well, okay. So let's just be real honest. Yeah. This lady who came over, she knew yeah. the inside workings because she had been on, she had been, she had on been staff. on staff and knew the right people that would gonna tell her and yeah. had had some similar situations that yes. experiences you did. So yes, this is someone who knows what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I can't, I mean, that's probably the most 
morning I got, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, the week prior, before we were leaving, I broke the code and I told my best friend that was there. Um, and we sat, she had big news to tell me and I had big news to tell her. (laughs) So it was, we had no idea each other had huge news to tell each other, but we did. And, um, we sat and we cried and we talked and we sat in her living room. She had just moved and had boxes everywhere. And we just sat and cried together and knew now I've been able to keep my friendship with her. We've seen each other quite a few times, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah. So what you'll notice is nobody from the church came and talked to me. Mm-mm. Not a soul. So we leave and so so between the week I went and told my best friend and when we left, oh, it was like two days. The church told everybody two days, it was a Sunday before we left town. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even get to go to church because of the way they handled it. Yeah. I wasn't about to be there the day they said he was fired. So uh, because they announced it, we were able to then post on Facebook, hey, we need help moving. We've got to load our van. Yeah. And like 10 people that were amazing, came, which are people we still keep in contact with lightly, mm-hmm. but do, came and helped get our whole life in a van and it was amazing um we we left that morning Mm -hmm. and again none of the pastor's wives said anything we were i i left saying goodbye to 10 friends out of a 3,000 person church because of the way the church handled it and um did not turn around. <laughs> so yeah, did yeah. not go back for that purpose. Um, we came to Texas about a month after we were back. One of the pastors decided that it was time for them to move on. And I opened my phone to Facebook this was when I really started figuring out what I wanted to see on Facebook and what I didn't. Mm-hmm. And they were having a going away party for the woman who was leaving the church. A party. Not just, we're so thankful you were here, but a celebration of her. And that was really, really difficult for me to know that I wasn't worth their time or worth their effort to reach out to just to say, I'm sorry, our friendship won't continue, but they were willing to celebrate her as a person and where she was going. Well, and I, uh, I'm not condoning that. Yeah. But I mean, the hard part is there's a difference between leaving and being asked Mm -hmm. to leave. Right. And so in her situation, I could, you know, yeah, having a party and then not, I think the bigger thing is not Mm -hmm. that you didn't get a party. No, I didn't. The the bigger thing is you didn't get recognized at all. I didn't even get a text message. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Because ultimately there were a lot of very uncomfortable situations in that. And I don't want people to think, oh, Kim's just mad she didn't get a party. No, No, I really didn't want a party. (laughs) This, well, because they forced me into one. Remember that? I I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that was uncomfortable. What I'm saying is... The bigger scope of this is, is, and I think we hinted at it, but 
nobody from yeah. that group that you had been spending time with yeah. that reached I- out even to see mm-hmm. how you were doing, right. knowing that it's a difficult thing. Yeah. To this day. Now, there's one, the one who was leaving, I have talked with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we were friends, and I think what happened there was she was in the middle of trying to leave and not tell anyone. Yeah. Like, they were applying at jobs mm-hmm. and stuff, and I don't think she had the bandwidth to look around and be like, oh, Kim is probably really not happy right now. <laughs> well, and, yeah. Uh, you know, there's... I don't know why... The issue, the issue, and I think this happens across the board, and I think even these women you talk to, mm-hmm. is there's a stigma behind any pastor that's at, that is asked to step down from their position because immediately yeah. the thought is, um, what did he do wrong? Did he do something terrible? Yeah. And 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 so how's his family? Is his family you know? What's going on over here? Are they just wheels off? Is his wife this? Except three of them were involved in the process. Exactly. So I know those wives knew that I was packing up my house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They absolutely knew you had been let go. They knew that the church was going to need to shift and cover things for a while and figure it out. Yeah. And I was not worth their time. And and I'm not arguing that. Yeah. I'm not arguing that. I I think a couple things that worked against you was one how it was presented to everybody yeah from from the main people right because you had an elder's wife come up to you yeah and say oh i'm so excited for your new opportunity this is right. one of my favorite kim stories <laughs> she said uh, i'm so excited for this new opportunity i had no idea you guys were heading out and you said yeah that's what happens when they fire you yeah um you you get told to leave and nobody knows yeah. and uh and you're right well, keep going, keep going, because. Uh, well, I mean, uh, there's really, uh, what I want this to be about is for my kids to know in the future that I know that they struggled. Like, I know they had to leave their friends. And, I mean, it kind of worked out for the better because my sweet friends next door end up moving, like, three months later. Yeah. And, they... and that was an easier blow for just because it was like well if we had stayed there she wouldn't have been there anyways yeah yeah so there's that but there was a lot of hurt that Mm -hmm. you and I both had to go through now funny enough there was a staff wife not a pastor's wife a staff wife Mary yeah I know who you're talking about okay I think yeah she called me about once a month uh, like on the first of every month. I know who, yeah, yeah. And honestly was the only person outside of my core, like two or three friends at church yeah, yeah. that reached out to see if I was okay. Mm-hmm. And Well, I'd say there was like a couple of youth parents and then my friends <laughs> yeah, and her. Yeah. And, but she intentionally would reach out and say, how are you doing? How's your job? How's your, you know, how are things going? Mm-hmm. Are you okay? Are you depressed? Are yeah, you? yeah. And she would check in and I just, I want to be that example for my kids Mm -hmm. when, when I go through, when a friend goes through something like that, I want to be that friend that doesn't fear going to say goodbye. Well, and it's, it's, there's a part of me that's like, there's this weird little microcosm in churches because that's not how yeah. normal people behave right. when somebody goes You're through right. that. Yeah. 
no normal people don't go but it goes back to this almost like black mark on the whole family right because right. it was you know, to be honest with you it wasn't just you our kids yeah they, they didn't, they didn't any, people didn't yeah. call to hang out with our kids or say hey how are they doing yeah they didn't ask about you they didn't ask about uh the kids and so there's this unfortunate and unfair like bleed over yeah you know there's a part it's like i don't care what they think about me yeah you know you didn't do anything right there you guys are innocents in the situation and, and you know and and even then you know it's it's we don't think about now granted okay in a corporate setting you don't do that right you you don't sit there and go oh we can't fire this guy because yeah of his but family. you don't worship at a corporate place i, I understand you, that and I'm, that's what i'm saying is yeah. there's a difference here um there's a difference here in that these are people you spend yeah almost almost 24 hours a day at least associated in some way with yeah yeah so um again i just want my kids to know well okay so fast forward and we have a, a student director that stepped away from our church and ryan he moved on to other things and um I didn't want him to feel that way. So for the first few months, I kind of reached out on occasion just to make sure they were doing okay. You know, he's a part of my kid's life. He was a part of your life at that church. And no matter, I mean, his going away was fine. There was yeah, nothing wrong yeah. with it. But even if it had been bad, I still would have made the effort to reach out and make sure they were doing okay. Yeah, yeah. And I hope my kids see that in me every day uh, that, yeah. The awkward moments are still moments you have to love people through. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that may be what people are afraid of is the awkwardness, right? It's like, how do you, oh, how yeah. do you go to someone and say, Hey, because what their people are caught in some people. And I'm not saying, I'm yeah. not, again, not just fine. The, the average Joe is like, okay, I love my church. And they just did this thing that I don't necessarily think right. is either okay or right. Or I've got questions about, yeah. but where do I land? And yeah. so there is a tension there. I don't think that's the same thing as a group of people who are in that core circle who are supposed to support you because they have right. a higher level of involvement or knowledge of what's going on. Yeah. That's a different thing. Right. right? That's a totally right. different thing. I will say I get super awkward. I've noticed the older I get knowing when people are pregnant. I know that seems totally off base, but when we're talking about knowing things that other people don't know, we often know when people are pregnant ahead of the game. And like, <laughs> I feel so awkward about it because I never know who knows. And I don't want to like, like we have a friend, they've announced it, so it's fine. But we have a friend in life group that... They just announced they're pregnant. And I was like, do I congratulate them? Do I not? Who knows? What if the group doesn't know and they're just assuming? So I like kind of people think I ignore it. I'm not ignoring it. I just don't know how to handle it because I don't know who you've told. Well, yeah, you want to be respectful of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be the one who ruins everything. Right. Well, but I mean, that's that's one of the qualities people talk about you is that there is a genuineness and caringness and kind of being the first line person to mm -hmm. support people. So, yeah. you know, I think our kids do see that. The issue is, as well, is when you're the person that's doing that, you often get overlooked because yeah. you have an image of strength around you. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's yeah. You, yeah. I hope my kids have that strength. 
to serve, but also understand it's okay to be served. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the times, case may be. There are times where you have to let people do that, which, you know, we talked about last year. That was yeah. definitely one. Yeah. Um, you constantly running to help people. Now you have to be helpless and be in a position where mm-hmm. others do that. So, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think what you're doing with talking with pastor's wives, even though you get into some doozies. <laughs> There's a lot of opinions people, on the, that With page. those opinions, yeah. yeah. You know, I think when I was thinking about this this wife, this young pastor's wife mm-hmm. who's like, what do I do now? You know, you can sit there and go, okay, here's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And here's here's what you're going to feel. Here's what's going to – but you come out on the other side and you're okay. Yeah. You're doing all right. You're doing yeah. well. It, it's hard. It sucks. But you know what? God takes care of his people. And that's something we both have said over yeah. and over is it took some time – but you found people who began to kind of put those pieces back together, friendships mm-hmm. that started to kind of put that stuff back together for you. Yeah, it was a really, I mean, the the growth time afterwards was, it was a hard mountain to climb, but I did it. And, you know, I, I got a whole bunch of new friends in the process and I started a company and I mean, I. But I mean, but I mountain. also mean this is that. It's not just, hey, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps and I got over it. People mm-hmm. started coming into your life who were, and I don't want to minimize this, who were helping stop the bleeding. Oh, yeah. 100%. Because, and, and not yeah. because you were doing any, they were because they were like, hey, we really love Kim and yeah. we think she's awesome. And there wasn't any motivation other than that, hey, we want to be around her. And I, yeah. that that's a... I, I firmly believe that there are phases in life in where you need to go to church. Mm-hmm. So... Like when you're growing up, you're going to go to the church probably that your parents took you to. And if not, then it's your neighbor or however you got involved there. And you're going to stay there until about college. And then college, you're going to go off and you're going to find your own church. Mm -hmm. And it may be a little skewed from what you knew growing up, but, you know, you're comfortable there. And then when you get into the professional world or you get married or you adopt kids or have kids or whatever, you're going to go somewhere else because you need a more professional life or you need a married couple or kids around, whatever that is. It's unusual to go to the same church for your whole life. And it's beautiful to have different churches that feed into your soul. Mm -hmm. And our church that we went to after that was essentially what I like to call for us was the healing church. It was where we kind of licked our wounds for a little bit and rested. And you're right. There was three to five really key people that we had lunch with last or dinner with last Mm -hmm. week that really um, poured into me as a person without knowing really the history the history didn't matter yeah right i mean yeah. they knew the history but the history was the history was not the thing that defined you right it yeah. was truly they just saw you who are you well where can we go have some fun not based on me but like let's go have some fun and we're also gonna be better people when we come out of this those are very sweet times for me that can be really hard to find now we moved churches because it was time again, different phase of life. So we moved churches and it took me a little bit to find my people, but I found some great people who I can call and they're in a different phase of life. And it's, it's fun to grow alongside them. And we grow a lot together. (laughs) Yeah. So for those who are going through this, it is 
Um, I'm not going to say it's overcomable because I don't think that's something that happens in this, but I think you can grow through it. Yeah, I think the feelings are always there. You know, they're lifetime feelings, but they, they are muted. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, there are moments. I mean, obviously, if you're going to have a dream about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still there. Well, right? it still hurts. I mean, it hurts yeah. to it. It goes back to knowing where your importance lies. Mm-hmm. My importance did not in li- lie in those women. Yeah. It lies in Jesus and how he loves me. And the moment we were before the moment we were told you would no longer be working there he loved me yeah. and the moment that you were told when i was i was literally sitting on our garage floor putting together a play set for mm-hmm. our backyard he loved me then and he loves me and cherishes me now as i am with all that history and all my faults yeah and for all my good and for everything i do for everyone he loves me so that's constant and that has never changed through all of this um, and the same for any other, the same for my child, right? I mean, yeah. we told just this the other day when we were having a discussion about who she is, that no matter what happens, no matter what you do, Jesus absolutely is there in every moment. And he is waiting for you to reach out for him mm-hmm. and loves you in that moment. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, those are the things you keep telling these women. And hopefully, know. you know, it's sad you keep hearing it, but. Unfortunately, it is it is the nature of of uh, it's just the nature of what it is. And sometimes those are healthy things, and sometimes they're many times they're not. Yeah, and they're not done well, and yeah. they're not done. Uh, they're just kind of done one sided, and it's over. And there's a lot yeah. of things you can talk about in that, and a lot of reasons why. But maybe one day I'll start a company, and I'll be the closer, but for <laughs> church pastors. and we'll do it right yeah okay (laughs) yeah yeah that's not the job i want to get into you know what the worst thing is that they did what they paired you with someone to try to get you a job who hadn't he was supposed to be a job trainer or whatever (laughs) and he hadn't had a job in five years yeah he hadn't and i just a nice guy i'm not saying he wasn't nice I'm saying it was super discouraging, and in yeah. order to get your severance, you had to talk to him. Yeah, it's... That was not cool. Yeah, well... So... All that to say... Yeah. Kim's a resource if you need her. Yep. So, <laughs> wow. But one day, Jess will hear this, and Garrett will hear this, and be like, wow, that was a lot more than I realized happened. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So... Well, all right. Well, that was kind of heavy. It was heavy, and I just... It was one that's been on my heart for a while. I wanted to do it for the kids so they had it Mm -hmm. in the future. And next week, I'm very excited about our topic. It's going to be a lot lighter. And we, I really need you to write a list this time. Oh my gosh! Okay, yes, I'll write a list because I think it's a very short list. I don't think it is. Okay, because you have to think extended beyond. All right, all right. So our big topic next week that's super silly and fun is pets. I literally have had like four pets in You've my life. You never had a bunny? I did. Had two bunnies. Okay. So you had okay, two bunnies. Okay, I had a mouse, bun- a bunny. Mouse, two I bunnies. I didn't know you had a mouse. I have told you that story many times. I think that's not true. I had a pet mouse and he died on my birthday. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> my 10th birthday. So... <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> we'll save that one for you guys want that? Okay, so yeah, this is gonna be a super lighthearted story. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, that sounds lighthearted. Oh death my god. Yep, death yeah. on a death on a birthday. So all right. Did guys. you own a turtle ever? No. No, but I was given a turtle by someone. A bird? No, no birds. Okay. My dad ran over a turtle one time and we kept it for oh. a few days. No, no, no. Actually he bandaged it up and he oh. ran it over with a lawnmower. Okay, not the car. Not the car. That's a little no. bit better. He helped it out. We, oh, you know what? We found a baby bird one time that we tried to rescue, but ultimately yeah. she didn't make it because she was sick. But Aww. we would feed her by hand, and Ooh. so but okay. she just didn't make it. All also, right. Also fosters. Yeah. Does that count? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. We'll work through that. We'll work through that. There's yeah. still some scarring. Maybe that's the bonus after we talk about our personal pets. Oh, yeah. Personal pets. And then we'll do a bonus episode to hear about all not, of our fostering. bonus episode. We could charge money for it. You want to hear oh. about fostering stories? Oh. We'll tell you stories. <laughs> we got the stories. All right. Well, hope you guys have a great week. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. And uh, you know what? If you are struggling with anything or you know, you've been in a situation similar to what Kim just described, you know, she's a good person to talk to. So <laughs> you can uh, email us at podcastingleads at gmail.com. And maybe, you know, if it's something you relate to, you can tell her. We can get you talking. Maybe there's a friendship that comes out of it. I don't know. Maybe yeah. you're just like, that would be weird because the guy who's encouraging <laughs> that, he has a very weird voice. So, oh, anyway. I don't think that's true. I don't Why would think you I have say a, that? It's, because I, from where I'm sitting, what my voice yeah. sounds like is like a really kind of creepy 70s radio DJ. Okay. We're sitting in the game room. Can yeah. I tell you how weird the lighting is during the day in here? It is. It's very weird. And it's yeah. weird during the nighttime, too, because we have one of those. We have a single yeah. We have a single ceiling fan light, and it doesn't do a great job lighting up. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. We'll I, figure it out. Yeah. Sorry. Welcome to our decorating issues. I'm just right. not sure how to resolve that issue. Well, so. we'll talk about it on a future episode. Anyway, all that to say, <laughs> <laughs> I've done two podcasts already today. I'm, yeah. I'm, sorry. No, you're fine. I'm just, you know, I've talked a lot. So I could just see us all of a sudden getting into a 40 minute conversation about uh, light fixtures. Look, what's his name goes three hours sometimes. Joe Rogan? Nope. Oh. The funny guy. Oh, Nate, Nate, Nate Bargatze. Bargatze. Nate Bargatze goes so long all the time. I yeah. love it. Yeah, he I mean, does great. Like, but he also has five other people in the room. So if there's well, any dead could, air. We could be five people. We could be five people. But <laughs> anyway. All right, guys. With that, I will say have a great week. And, and happy Halloween. And happy Halloween. And enjoy your time. And if you're in Texas, try to stay dry. Yeah. And go Rangers. <laughs>